Hello, darlings. It's me, Ruma. As you know, my podcast is getting effy, and you're my little effers. Now, darlings, it's September twenty-fifth, and what does that mean? Well, it means it's a Thursday, and today is eviction day. So, my dears, we're going to recap because this will be the final part of Week Seven: Memphis in Reign of the House (H.O.H.). So, as we know, Memphis. <coughs> Let me just—I don't even know what to say. I love to say a lot of obnoxious criticisms towards this ridiculous sod, but since we are at the end of the week, it doesn't really matter. So much BS, I can't even keep up with it. Memphis H O H, Davon and Kevin on the block, and. Well, we do know that the veto was played, and Tyler won the veto. Day was very, very upset because there was a vote that was thrown out, and well, then Danny didn't have to make any type of decision, and she was told that they were going to keep Ian. Now, this was the prior week when Danny was H O H. That would be week. Six, but unfortunately, a lot comes with the previous vote. As we talked about, the new schoolers—well, they like to run it where the busy bees, working bees, just continue to work. Everybody goes one way, and if you go the other way, you're attacked by the bees. I mean, you don't—you don't have any choice. You cannot play an individual game. You cannot play with your side or with your mates. It's absolutely the three strongest players. That's how it goes with the new with the new Big Brother. And I'm hoping that maybe Big Brother will see that it's not that exciting or interesting when these things happen. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look to see if ratings have really changed. We'll see. So, darlings, it ends up where, of course. You know, Davon is still trying to figure out why did Ian get voted out. It looked like he was going to stay. That's what Danny and Nicole orchestrated the week before. They wanted to make sure that Day and Kevin voted to keep Ian, so they would look ridiculous. And it was beyond it. It was a purposely trying to humiliate them. There's no need for that. They, everybody knows they're not in the <coughs> race, <coughs> races.、Uh, excuse me, committee, and everybody knows that they are the old people out and the only POC of the house. So we all know. I mean, of course, we also know that like they don't officially have Enzo as a member, but he is a member because. He's in a final alliance with Cody and with Memphis and with Tyler. So and with Christmas. I mean, everybody that's in the committee. So really, he is in the committee, you know. And so the committee is everybody in the house except the POC. There's no other discussion, people. You know, don't DM me your stupid little ridiculous theories of how this happened. I mean, it's pretty obvious how it happened. Like people stay with their own like people, and it is what it is. It, unfortunately, that's what happens in life, and it's just a very sad thing. I mean, I I don't really understand 
it. I don't run my life by this whatsoever, but I've lived all over the world and I'm very progressive, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I'm just normal, but I, I don't, when I see the show and I see how it works out, I'm always shocked to myself. Like none of these adjectives that these people use are even in my vocabulary. So I, I'm very surprised about how it, it goes, but I have been for the last few years with Big Brother. So here we are again. So these two mean girls, as I call them, Danny and Nicole, orchestrated this humiliation. And well, of course, they orchestrated perfectly to make Kevin and Day look ridiculous and to make, well, they don't look ridiculous to us on our side, you know, the viewers. The viewers are like, yes, they're very loyal. They do what they have been encouraged to do. And we're looking at it like the mean girls are just totally unethical, you know. So at least everyone that I see on Twitter and on Instagram, which are two places you all could follow me. And of course, listen to my podcast, which I'm hoping you are right now. So they ended up, you know, Day was very upset and, you know, Kevin and Day were trying to figure this out still. And of course, she went to Nicole F. And Nicole F. looked right at her and lied. Oh, no, I I voted. It was David. And then Danny. Oh, it was David. David stabbed you in the back. Well, Day is very devastated. It's It's a whole accumulation of stuff. And Day just cannot believe that David would backstab her like that. And so she called out David. And as I discussed, she said some nasty things to him, but she did say she will apologize when she, if she figures out that, that she was incorrect and that this happened. So she was because she was misled. It's not really her fault. I mean, she shouldn't have done that to David, but it's not really her fault in the sense of, you know, when you're told one thing and you completely believe these people, you know, what her fault is, is that Day came into this as an optimist and she was hoping that these girls were going to be loyal and sincere. And I also think that it's kind of a reflection of life, to be honest, you know, um, it's a reflection on life. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just tell it to you straight. Okay. If you're a girl, if you're a POC, if you're a girl of color and you're in a group with a bunch of girls that are Caucasian, you're going, and they don't have any idea the struggles that you've gone through in your life. They don't have any clue what it's like to go into a restaurant, a grocery store, a drug store, the, you know, anything. I mean, I could go on and on. I could, I could literally go on and on all night and I won't waste your time. But, you know, they have no idea that immediately they're, they are profiled. And it is what it is, people. Don't even try to tell me this doesn't happen. I know this happens. Okay. I completely know it happens. Also, like, it's just everything. I, you know, my best mate tells me all the time, well, you know, he lives in a different state and he says, well, I just drive around that area because once I cross a certain borderline, if a police officer sees me in the car and he sees that I'm a person of color, I'm immediately pulled over. And I mean, I was like, are you kidding me? And he was like, no, absolutely. It's just, 
immediately they pull me over because they see that I'm a person of color. And I just, uh, that just makes me ill, to be honest, people. I'm disgusted with that. And I think that in Europe, like, you know, in England and in France and in Italy, there's more of an understanding of all different cultures and all different ethnicities. And so I never witnessed that until I came to America and I saw the ridiculous racism that has gone on in America. So I'm telling you, it's still going on. It's still very prevalent. And I do know that Day is probably thinking, I have to be an optimist to get through this game. And I have to trust these little Caucasian girls and hope that they're sincere. And that's the sad thing about it, you know? I mean, there's a lot to do that has nothing to do with this show. And that's the interesting part of this show. You know, there's the real life situations and I'm just bloody disappointed in these two little twats, to be honest. I mean, we do know that Danny's married to a man that's what, half Italian and half, um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't even know. I know he's not. Let's see. What is it? Um, I don't know if it's Malaysian or um, some Filipino. That's what it is. So he's half Filipino and half Italian. Gorgeous mix. He's a beautiful man. And so she's married to him. And so obviously she has a child that's mixed with different ethnicities. And I would think that Danny would be a little bit more aware. But we've seen throughout this whole game in the last seven weeks. There's no awareness of that. She called Day out about her weave. Nicole has literally sat and watched Day, you know, straighten her hair and do different things or wash her wig. And she literally asked questions and and just stupidity, total stupidity. I mean, FYI, white girls, go Google it if you are really curious. Don't discuss your hair with another person. I mean, it's just, it's just rude. And they're just obnoxious girls. Anyway, so they, you know, they definitely orchestrated all this and they're continuing to lie about it. And then it was so frustrating for Day. I mean, she's gone this whole week now and it was just so frustrating. She, she just couldn't believe that, that, that these girls would stab her in the back. And you know, Nicole's been talking about her since week one. So she's thinking and thinking about all this. And she's thinking about thinking that David did this to her. And she's really getting depressed. You can tell. And she's basically like said, I'm done. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't have the energy for this anymore. It's too much fighting. And it's just, I don't have the energy. I mean, honestly, they just didn't have a chance. I mean, there were definitely, you know, it started out with like being five people that didn't have a chance and it's gone down to like three people that don't have a chance. And so she went to the veto meeting and she was very prepared, you know, when, when they talked. And of course, everybody in the house made a big to do about it. And the veto meeting, her little speech of why Tyler should or shouldn't use the veto was nothing. The way that these housemates talk about it, it's ridiculous. They were going on and on and they even said to her, well, you sealed your fate. You sealed your fate now. And then, of course, when we see it on Wednesday night, it's just basically, you know, I see these certain people and she didn't say their names, but she looked at them. 
She said, you know, I see that obviously your mind has been made up. You've had this in play for weeks. I know what you're going to do. And I know that that's your plan. And so don't bother using the veto on me because she already asked him and he said he wasn't. So I, I thought it was going to be some big speech that the way that these other housemates made a huge deal about it. They were literally going, wait, you sealed your fate. You sealed your fate now. You know, I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. The usual hypocrisy and bull S in this whole game. So it ended up that she said that and then she basically went to bed, you know. I mean, she was like, I'm done. And then she kind of had about a day of, of laying in bed and she was talking with Kevin and they, they were trying to figure out something, but there really wasn't anything to figure out. And Kevin was already reassured by Memphis that he's not the target that, like I said, Day sealed her fate with her, you know, few words of saying that it's obvious who's working together, which it is obvious to everybody. So I don't know why, you know, they love to grab onto something to try to make someone feel even more, you know, like shyst. You know, it's like, oh, you're feeling like shyst? Well, let me add a couple more turds to it. You know, let's have a, a big turd fire. So that's what they did. You know, they, they tried to jump on that and it, it was nothing really. And um so she... She kind of like snapped out of it. She's like, she did explain that she had to do that because she thought about the little boys and girls that have written her, that have said that she, you know, is her, their hero basically. And, and like, what's advice to stick up to bullies. And so she definitely felt the need to do that. And she explained that to them. And of course, they don't like any of that. They don't want to be called bullies, even though they all are a bunch of bullies. So she decided, well, this is my fate. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to make the best out of it. That's what I love about Devon. She's not the person that puts a sweatshirt on and sunglasses and pulls the blankets over her head and sits there for three days. She is the person that is like, I'm going to just make the best out of the situation I'm going to just get going and, you know, and, and just make the best out of it and have discussions and try to just understand what went on in the game and all that. So she did that. And of course, Danny was like stuck by her like glue. And I thought, well, that's strange. Oh, of course, jury management. You know how they do that. Oh, okay. You're going home. So I'm going to be your best buddy. I'm going to make sure that we are best mates. So you will vote for me in the end. And unfortunately, again, Day didn't quite get that. She she was really thinking that the mean girls were being sincere and she was hanging out with them. And every once in a while, the evil little rodent, you know, Nicole, with her horrible voice, would say, you know, I'm going to tell her the truth. I'm going to, I just have to come clean. I, I've, I've already stabbed her so many times. And she did say that in a veto speech about, Oh, no, she didn't say that in a veto speech. So, okay, so she did, but she did acknowledge that later. So we'll discuss that. So anyway, she ended up, um, you know, Nicole F. was saying that she was going to tell the truth, but never did. And of course, Danny was like, don't tell her now. Don't do this. Don't do that. Because Danny doesn't want to be called out that she orchestrated everything. And she's been, you know, very polite and nice. It's just like sickening. It's so totally insincere. 
And so as Day was very aware that this was it, you know, we knew, we know that Zingbot came by and these were the individual Zings and it was, Kevin was like, who's Kevin type of thing. Like he's really quiet and he's in the background. He sleeps a lot, basically. Basically, he's a nobody in the game. So I don't really see what that's all about. I, I don't know. You know, basically, he's always the pawn. That's true. So I'm not really sure what that zing was. It wasn't that big of a deal. Kevin wasn't very hurt about it. And then Danny's didn't make any sense. They said that she was old. And I don't really get that at all. I mean, I the only thing I could think of is that the only zing about that is that she has something to do with like her being a cougar because she's, you know, without a doubt, she's hanging on each word about Cody. Everybody makes jokes about it. We know she's happily married. We know that he's happily with his girl. But, you know, Danny definitely is like waits by the door trying to get Cody's attention. She just really needs Cody's attention. Everyone's aware of that. So I'm not sure if that was the roundabout way of saying that. I don't know. She doesn't look that old. I mean, she looks maybe a couple years older than her age. I think her age is about 35 and she looks like she's maybe 38, but she doesn't look that old. You know, she does have a lot of contrived outfits that were basically circa 2014 Forever 21. You know, she'll have the complete outfit. And maybe that's what they're saying. She, It's very contrived, her outfits are. Like, it's not like just something you throw on. It's like, you know, holes in jeans at a, a certain p- position to, you know, to look a certain way. Like, she's the person that doesn't have holy jeans by natural, you know, wearing. She has holy jeans because she buys them with holes in them. And she has this, like, you know, these hats that she wears. That She looks ridiculous in them. I, I don't understand it. I think she thinks she's really, you know, Bobby, Bobby fashion house or something. I, I don't get it. It it looks ridiculous. I mean, honestly, I'm not being like, meow. I'm just telling you, it looks a little ridiculous, okay? I mean, it, she looks a little bit like a clown with a big ranger hat. And then today she wore some little, you know, old man kind of hat that old men golf in. I mean, it, it just looks ridiculous. Okay. And then the Devon was... Well, you've been on the challenge and you've been on Big Brother and what's the next show you're going to lose at? So that was pretty mean. Anyway, Davon took it like a champ. And Cody's was, your IQ is 10. Well, we all know he, he probably does have an IQ of about 100, which is like a rock. And um, basically, he's just a stupid sod and we all knew that. And then Enzo is, um, oi, you know, you're 40 years old. You're not the meow meow anymore. I mean, have you looked in the mirror? You know, you're completely bald. You wear hats to cover that up. And, you know, you, you try to, you know, you're like, yo, yo, yo. And you definitely try to, you know, act like you're young. 
I mean, you are in, and of course, these alliances with these young kids. And he does look in the face and his body does look good. He looks about the same that he did when he was on. So I will give him that. But he is so immature, basically. You know, he gets really hysterically, uh, you know, he thinks it's just hysterical to talk about passing gas and all that. You know, he's very immature. And But he's actually the first to say that he's he knows that he's immature. And then David was just about him being a newbie. And Tyler was basically Tyler the liar. And we all know that. I mean, I think they should have said something like faux prophet, but obviously they weren't going to go that far because it's CBS and they edit the hell out of everything. And then Memphis was, you know, basically stodgy old crippled man, basically. And of course, the zing for... Christmas was that she was a cold, like evil, like stressful, you know, annoying Christmas. And so, yeah, that's right on. And, um, the other zing, I think, and then of course it was Nicole's absolutely annoying, obnoxious voice. Now, you know, my darlings, I've given Nicole F a medical alert. Get that deviated septum. I don't know what they do. If they have to put a little tiny micro lawnmower up your nose because it's ridiculous. You really need to have a nose job or have it at least, you know, cleaned out, vacuumed out, something because it's caved in. I mean, she definitely has a deviated septum and that's why she has such an awful, awful voice. I mean, people now, I know it's everybody thinks this. If Zingbot's going to say it, everybody's thinking this. Her voice is completely obnoxious. And so she was like, oh, that wasn't nice. That was the worst thing that's ever been said to me. Well, I'm sure it has because she is totally favored in production, in Big Brother, in CBS. I would like to know what secret does Nicole F have on somebody in production because everybody's wondering why shows are wrapped around her and... She didn't deserve to win her season. She's always had a boyfriend on every season. She whines and cries and they always throw her a bone. I just don't even get it. So anyway, that's about it with that. And then it continues, the week continues with just basically Devon trying to, to school Kevin on how to move forward. And, you know, Kevin is, uh, you know, Kevin is, his own enemy, to be honest. Kevin is his worst enemy. He overanalyzes, mixes things up, goes on and on about things that don't make any sense. And he, like I said, he's basically his worst enemy in the game, besides, of course, the committee. And, well, he doesn't, he thinks he knows what he's doing, but like, I just caught a, a little uh, meeting between Kevin and Enzo. And Kevin was saying, well, I'm going to just start going through it and explain to people that it's jury management. And if I get into jury, I'm going to totally, you know, trash the person that puts me in jury. That's okay. But Kevin, when you're telling another person who's friends with the HOH and not the HOH this, what do you think they're going to do? They're not going to say any of this. They're just going to encourage that you'll put on the block and that you're out because they want to win. So uh, if I was Enzo, I'd be like, oh, yeah, uh huh. tell me more. Tell me more. And then, of course, 
I would go right up to Cody. I'd say, you know how you were probably going to just target Kevin anyway, because he's been a target every single week because, well, he's just an odd man out of the committee. And so, wouldn't you just do that? Because then you know, like, you'll be able to win. You'll have that, that, at least that vote that you know it would go your way and not the way of the HOH which would be Cody. So I don't know, Kevin, I'm trying to figure out what your strategy is there. I I can't get it. I don't, I don't even know if you know that they're that close because you don't seem to like really see things for what they are. So I, I'm not really sure. I mean, I want so badly to like Kevin. It's just uh, frustrating. One thing I have to give Kevin is due. He figured out something and he tried to discuss this with Davon. He said, Davon, I think, now this was the end of the week. This is on Wednesday. Okay. I mean, a little late, Kevin, but he goes, Davon, I really think that actually you were wrong about David. David did vote our way. And I think it's Nicole. Well, I mean, now you're telling her now and it's Wednesday and she knows, you know, she, she knows what she's said to David. And she also wants to really hope that Nicole one of the mean girls likes her and is telling her the truth. But no, 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 Kevin is correct. And so Day says, no, 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 but I will ask her one more time. So she went and discussed this. And this is what CBS didn't show you people. She told Nicole that she started talking. Of course, they go to feeds because now they're editing even feeds. It's really annoying. And they always do that too. If we know too much, if we start speaking out well then they start editing feeds a little bit they don't edit it anything like the show but they definitely are starting to edit feeds so if anything that comes out of danny's mouth now nicole's mouth they watch her very carefully because they know that we're all in an uproar about her so she talks to her and says i have to discuss this with you this is not show anymore this is not about show i have blown up on david i have embarrassed myself. I have made a big production out of saying that he's a liar. I have to know, Nicole, did you vote Ian out? You know, did it was that your vote? And Nicole looks right at her and lies and says, I voted to keep him. I I swear I voted to keep him. And you know, that's that. It was so evil. I mean it's so beyond game people at this point. You know that Davon's going. It's the last bell. It's a few hours before she's going to be evicted. All you have to, it wasn't, it wouldn't hurt her, Nicole. It wouldn't hurt her at all because the whole committee's working with her and they all know. So it, none of that would matter. But because Nicole is an evil rat and she doesn't want to have to face the music or something. I'm not really sure. She's just lies. And it was so unbelievable that she would lie like that. And the sad thing is, is that Day believed her, you know, because Day doesn't want to not believe that Nicole would stab her again. So it ends up that she had the night to think about it. It went to the feeds went off. The feeds have been off a lot because now these people are being called out for being, you know, I'm not going to mince words. I've already told you microaggressive, microaggression is going on in the game. 
That's no secret. And now it's definitely like, oh, we'll just get a bullhorn and we'll call out two names and then we'll cut to feeds and we have the night off. And that's what production is doing. And people on Twitter are like, oh, I wonder who it is. I wonder who yelled Tyler's name. I wonder who yelled, you know, uh, somebody's name please it's production they want to they want to go home early or they want to cut out feeds and just let it go to puppies and i mean i don't know go smoke a blunt or something (laughs) i can't figure it out but oh maybe pop a few edibles and just have a little nap but we all know that it's i mean you'd have to get on the set you have to take your bullhorn you have to make sure that you don't have any type of you know, security after you. So believe me, this is production. They're just doing it because they want to have a break, you know. And I saw, I think that's funny because that, I think people are starting to realize that that's what's going on. Anyway, so there was that, like some sort of wall yeller again. And, um, I, I don't think anything, like any real information ever comes out of these wall yellers except the feeds go down. The next time feeds go up are basically the next day. We've seen the final episode. Unfortunately, so, you know, devastating. That day is voted out prior to her vote. She had a wonderful, wonderful eviction speech. She was just basically calling out the situation of she was very aware that she did realize Nicole F, you know, she said something like, you stabbed me in the front and I truly hope that you haven't stabbed me in the back. So I don't know if she really knew, knew, but she definitely almost alluded a little bit, but she didn't really know, no, I'm not really sure what that's all about. And then she said that she was there for a greater purpose, which we all know. And so it was just very sad. She described, it was a wonderful speech. You should definitely, if you, you know, if you don't have feeds, then you can't probably watch the show again, but you could always probably see it on YouTube or you could probably catch the feeds on any type of, uh, you know, on any type of group chat, like especially on Instagram or Twitter. It was a wonderful speech. It was basically about the fact that she was there and it was her platform of being She really, really dreamed about being the first lady woman of color to win Big Brother. So it was just sad. I mean, you know, I was trying to look into these little sod's eyes to see if, you know, by any chance any of those words melted anything. I don't know. I mean, my mate said that he thought maybe it made some of them feel a little crappy, but then I, I don't know. I don't really think so, because later, when the feeds came back on, they didn't seem to be bothered at all. Nicole is jumping around. She's so excited that, you know, I mean, she is just like, she and her evil twin, she and Danny are just so evil. Now I'm at the point where everybody that I think has some decency is out of the game. I'm just going to watch it now with this more of an open opinion of, you know, who's the lesser of the evils. I hope that person goes further, but you know, or, and I really hope these people get out because they're really evil. And that would honestly be, I mean, I never thought I'd get to this point, but I am hoping that Nicole gets out, Danny gets out and Christmas gets out. 
So I didn't want to have a male group of boys at the end, but I'm really hoping that those three go out because at the very last day, Christmas, after all the horrible nonsense that she did the night before, of course, gossiping about Day, saying that Day, you know, shouldn't have said a few words at her, at her uh, veto speech. And she was, you know, really saying horrible things and lies. Again, microaggression, as we discussed, you know, using terminologies that are not correct. And she was saying that Day was coming at her, running at her. And of course, all the clips were played on the internet. We all know that she's lying. And so it makes her look absolutely ridiculous. And of course, the DR told her, well, you know, you're going to have to go basically if you want to save your face. And if, you know, you want any type of jury management, you better go and say you're sorry. So that's what she did. And of course, Day is like trying to be polite and listen to her. And she's like, oh, it's okay. I understand. You know, very, very nice. And um, Christmas, I-, I couldn't believe it. Christmas literally started out discussing, well, I understand how it is to play this game with diversity because I broke my foot and I persevered my first season that I played this. I'm like, bloody hell, are you actually comparing a broken foot because you were a total moron and you were riding that stupid cowboy's back? You're a complete idiot. You break your foot. You get carried throughout your last game. You get handed HOHs. They throw things. It was the most ridiculous thing that Paul orchestrated it all. That's why, again, he deserved to win. Anyway, it ends up, I know he was despicable, but he did deserve to win. Okay, so anyway, we're going through and she's literally saying, I understand, you know, she does this. I understand, girl. I know what it's like because I play with diversity. And I had, I my goal was to show people, persevere persevere and play through. You're on a little scooter and you're being carried all the way through to three. (laughs) I mean, it was ridiculous. And you can see Day and she's just smiling at her. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, I I was like, oh my God. You know, Day was so, she must have to deal with this BS from Caucasian girls all the time because it was ridiculous. I mean, it was like, really, you're going to compare that you were an idiot and broke your foot and you still got carried through Big Brother, your final, your last season. And now you're going to compare that to a person of color, a a woman of color (laughs) playing this game. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. It was completely, total hypocrisy. And then get this, my darlings. She gets through this conversation. What does she do? She goes right out to the boys and says, Oi, you know, production, you know, DR told me to apologize because they were like jury management, baby. And guess what? It cuts to feeds and we see puppies for the next five minutes. So as I was saying, we do know that they do all that. They definitely tell them all the bits and pieces to try to make them appear nicer and not completely F the PR situation <laughs> leaving the house. And so, Davon, I diversed, I'm sorry, but I just wanted to get that story in. Davon and Kevin, of course, they had their eviction speech. 
Kevin couldn't really say that much because, you know, it was a known fact that Devon was going to go. This was her last time. She had a wonderful speech. She basically called some people out, but it wasn't anything that dramatic in a sense. It was just a really wonderful speech. And then what was even more wonderful was when she was evicted out. Well, first of all, it was ridiculous. The ugly little rodent comes up to hug her and then catches her earring. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, oh yeah, great. Now her poor ear is probably bleeding. And she leaves the room, you know, goes into the stage or whatever, you know, how they're doing it with this COVID protection. So she goes on stage, she's wearing the mask. And basically, Julie was very like, you know, do you want to see your goodbye messages? And, um, you know, I really love you, Davon. I love watching you. I support everything you're trying to support and show on Big Brother. And that was lovely. I could definitely feel that there was this great support from Julie. And then I loved it because they played all the different goodbye messages. And usually they don't play ones that give a lot of information. Because remember, Davon now is the second member of jury. Well, they did get to Nicole and Nicole told her and you could see Davon's face just drop. You know, all those things of what she said to David, all the begging to be told the truth. All this is on her face as she's, as they're closing the show. So I, I really wish Davon lots of success. I think she's actually absolutely amazing. I mean, she's gorgeous. She is a good actress. She can memorize things. She is wonderful. I hope she'll be cast and I hope she's going to have great success after the show. I th- I hope it's so beyond this show that has nothing to do with the show. The show is just a little pebble that she just stepped on to, to rise to the top because she is like the top, you know, she, she deserves a lot of wonderful things coming her way. And so we say farewell to Davon and well, we know that HOH is played for the next week, which would be week eight. And I will be returning in a few days to let you know who won HOH for week eight. My darlings, thank you for being patient with me and my attention deficit disorder that I actually didn't take an edible. So I did definitely diverse today. But I'm hoping that you'll kind of understand what I was saying and you'll kind of follow along. And I just want to thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me. I think you're wonderful. And I hope that everybody in your family and everybody in your life is safe and healthy. And this is Rumor. And my podcast is Getting Effie. And until next time, my darlings, cheers. Cheers.